What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Monkey Finance Show podcast. And in today's episode, episode number 42, I'm going to be talking about bonds. I'm going to help answer a viewer's question. Shanice posted a comment on my YouTube channel on one of my bond videos. Um, so I'm going to read the comment and then I'm going to spend 15, 20 minutes talking about my thoughts about bonds. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. If you're here from the YouTube channel, I appreciate the support. I'm trying to grow this podcast uh, to at least be as big as the YouTube channel, if not bigger, because I really do uh, enjoy filming these podcasts. Uh, one, they're much quicker because there's no video editing and uh, I don't have to get the camera out and transfer all the files, which makes YouTube really not fun. And two, I get to speak my mind when I record these podcast episodes. There's no pieces of paper or index cards in front of me. I just kind of go off the top of the head, uh, which I really enjoy doing. And I think you get uh, you get better information from me that way. Um, less researched, more uh, from my personal experiences, which uh, I guess could be a good or bad thing. Anyways, all right, so Shanice, your comment uh, that you left, uh, you said, what do you think about F-U-A-M-X at this time? I have it in my rollover IRA, and it seems to be doing well, but is it necessary for me to have it at age 29? Um, so thanks again for the comment. Now, if you guys are not familiar, F U. Uh, MAX is the Fidelity Intermediate Treasury Bond Index Fund. So this is one of the funds that I listed in my top five uh, bond Fidelity Bond Fund videos. Um, it's probably one of the safer bonds. Um, I guess if you went short-term Treasury um, uh, in, uh, bond index funds, that would be even safer. But you know, this is more of a intermediate. So it's ten-year on average maturity date. Um, and it's not as it's not going to drop as much as the long term. Um, it's not as uh, well diversified as uh, FXNAX, which is the Fidelity Total Bond Market Index Fund, uh, because that one has short, intermediate, and long term treasuries. It's got corporate bonds. It's got uh, mortgage backed securities. It's got a lot more uh, packed into it, and that's the one I usually recommend FXNAX. But this one's fine too. Um, if you wanted to pair uh, like an intermediate uh, treasury bond with a short-term treasury bond, that would be just uh, that would work just as well. So Shani says that uh, she has it in um, in her rollover IRA. So I'm assuming it's a traditional IRA, and it's doing well. Uh, and she's 29. So let's take a look at the performance of this fund uh, because. This year, no bond fund has done well. Um, as we've seen, kind of the market, uh, the the equities market, uh, really fly high this year. I think it's up almost thirty percent. Uh, bonds have come back down uh, since since their all time highs in March of twenty twenty. So this year, this fund has done negative four point six percent for the year. Um, Compare that to the S&P 500, which I'm just going to pull up FXAIX. I know that's not the S&P 500, but it's just the Fidelity version. Uh, that one has done year-to-date 27.31. Uh, so a huge difference, right? And Shanice, because you're 29, I'm assuming you're going to have a time horizon probably somewhere along the lines of another 30 years. Uh, at 30 years, that puts you at 59 and then, uh, again, I don't know um, if you plan on retiring at 59. At 59 and a half, you can draw from this rollover IRA. So I'm just going to take you out um, and 
to the the earliest that you can draw from it. So you have 30 years out. And in year one, which is this year, you've kind of disadvantaged yourself being in the bond fund because if those same assets that you have in uh, in this uh, FUAMX, the uh, Intermediate Treasury Bond Fund, if you had that in FXAIX, which is the S&P 500, you would have been up over 27% instead of down negative four or four and a half, whatever that number was, negative 4.6, right? So that's year one, kind of the how you set yourself up. Now, it doesn't mean that next year that the S&P next year could be down 20% and this bond fund could be up 10%, right? It's completely possible within the realm of possibility. Uh, so looking at a year to year is kind of silly, but because you have a 30-year time horizon, uh, we know that this fund over, let's say, a time frame of give or take 20 to 30 years is going to do somewhere around 35 to 5% compounded annually. Um, and we also know that the S&P 500 within that same time frame is going to do something around 75 to 10% compounded annually, right? So we know over that 30-year stretch that the S&P 500 is going to beat this fund. Now, is it going to beat it on a year-to-year basis? It's 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 anybody's guess, right? You could flip a coin and who knows. Last year, this fund probably did better. No, actually, it still didn't do better because the S&P rallied back last year. So we would have to go back probably uh, to the last crash to find the time where this fund did better than the S&P 500 over a year period. That doesn't mean you shouldn't have it. Um, I try to respond to your comment, but I figured this is probably something a lot of people think about, so I wanted to elaborate more in this podcast. But I said, I personally don't believe that people should hold bonds under the age of 30. So you being 29, I don't think you need them. Um, And unless you're really afraid of losing 50% of your portfolio, which is not likely, but it's a possibility if you're in a 100% equity position, right? So if you're in 100% S&P 500 and you go back to 2008-2009, you lose 50% of your portfolio versus if you're and you didn't mention uh what uh, asset allocation you have, but let's just say you're 80-20, so you're 80% S&P and 20% in this uh, intermediate treasury uh, bond fund, well maybe then you wouldn't lose 50%, you'd lose 40%, right? So you have uh, that protection on the downside. But the thing is, uh, Shanice, is that more than likely over the next 30 years, there's going to be a lot more up than there is going to be down. And that works against you when you're in a bond fund. So for that reason, I personally don't own any bonds. I do have a, a cash position that I um, uh, have in, in a uh, CD with my credit union that's still at a favorable 3.2% interest rate, a lot better than you know what the rates are now. So I do hold that as, as a cash position, which is a little bit over 50,000. Outside of that, I, I don't hold any bonds for the, for the reason that I know over the next 30 years, because I'm a little bit older than you, I'm 32, but I know over the next 30 years, they're not going to perform as well. Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't a place in a portfolio for bonds. Just because they don't perform well does not mean you shouldn't own them because the bond market's actually bigger than the, the equities market. So it's, it's, it's an important part of a well-diversified portfolio. It's an important part of 
proper uh, asset allocation and and proper risk uh, t- uh, uh, what should I say risk capacity if you will right so a, a good place to start thinking about bonds is if you're somewhere less than I would say 15 or 10 let's say even 10 maybe it's 10s aggressive but if you're 15 to uh, 10 to 15 years away from retirement you should probably start thinking about bonds because one, it's going to spit off some fixed income for you, which is a good thing. And two, it's going to protect from that very rare case, but it's going to protect from that 50% drop. The last thing you'd want at, let's say, you're seven, oh, let's say you're five years away from retirement. So you, you, you just go the whole way 100% equities and you build up a massive portfolio. Let's say you build up a portfolio of $2 million. And you're five years away from retirement and you're thinking you got it, two million, you know, the market just keeps going up, everything's great. Uh, and, and then you lose 50% of that. So you, you go from two million to one million, and all of a sudden you only have a five years left before you retire. And you run the numbers and a million dollars doesn't get you to retirement. You're gonna run out of money if if you only have a million, you needed two million, right? That's where I think you run into problems, right? And you should definitely, before you even get to that point, before you expose yourself to that type of risk, you should definitely consider having uh, some type of allocation to bonds. So for me, I think once you're at age 40 and uh, you're 20 years away from retirement, you should at least start thinking about this. Um, Just like I plan to probably think about it at age 40, uh, more than likely, I will implement bonds at age 50. Oh, that's been the plan all, all along. Um, but, you know, things change, right? Like if, let's say I get to $2 million by age 40, um, I bet you I'm going to put some bonds in my portfolio because I'm not going to want to risk all of the $2 million, right? I'm not going to want to risk losing $2 million. So maybe I might go... Uh, just to start 80-20, right? Have uh, have 400,000 in bonds and have the other 1.6 in, um, in in the stock market. And then as I get, you know, to four, four and a half million, uh, five million, and I get older, it'll probably be closer uh, to, to somewhere around the 70-30. Um, 60-40 maybe depending on interest rates and yields, but 70-30 I think would be a comfort level that, that I would be okay with. Um, and that historically, uh, the 80-20 and the 70-30 have, have actually done really well in, uh, even the 60-40 historically has done well in protecting um, you from heavier losses than if you were 100% equities, but also not limiting as much your upside. And of course, it does limit, you I mean, you're always better off 100% equities, right? If you can tolerate it and if you have the time to recover. But um, there's something to be said about having a little bit of protection at a time when you're a little bit vulnerable, uh, especially so close to retirement. So, Shanice, thank you for the comment. I, I really hope that uh, helps uh, answer your question. And I hope that maybe you're listening to the podcast so you can hear the answer. But, you know, even if, if uh, you, you're not, uh, maybe somebody else had a similar question or thought about bonds before uh, because I've covered bonds um, not too much on my uh, on my channel. I think my viewership is the millennial. Um, I say the millennial. Yeah, my viewership is the millennial, and that's the age group at least. Uh, the the twenty five to thirty four year olds is the majority of the people that watch my stuff. And I don't talk about bonds because I I just feel like in our portfolios it's not necessary. Um, outside of the case that 
you're really risk adverse and you're so afraid of losing money that, you know, you want to be in bonds that again, by all means, you probably should be then uh, if that's what you're comfortable with. But for the majority of us um, who have uh, appetite for risk, um, you'll probably be better served 100% equities. Um, so that's going to be it for this uh, week's episode. I know it's short and simple. It's not like the usual 30 minutes. I apologize. Uh, but, you know, I am running a little bit low on time, so I'm sorry about that, guys. And I don't want to keep dragging you along. But next week, I'll make sure we spend a little more time talking about um, the, the topic that we'll be talking about next week, which I don't even know what it is yet. Uh, before I leave you, uh, guys, please down below, if you're on, listening on the Apple podcast side, uh, leave me a rating and a review. Um, the ratings really help me out. So far, I've gotten 17 ratings, uh, most of them five stars. Thank you very much for that. Um, and if you're so kind to just drop me a five-star rating, it helps push out my podcast. Also, if you want to leave a review for the podcast, if you write a review, I will read it live on the air. And the last review we have here is from uh, East Coast Ghost NY. I've already read uh, his review, but uh, if you write a review, I will make sure I leave it. I, I read it live on the air. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. As always, remember, move obstacles, keep investing.